0: Well, would you believe it? We have made it to the end of the week, at least here in Egypt. Anyway, it's Thursday, the 26th of May. My name is Mark, and this is Behind the Scoop, the podcast podcast from Scoop Empire. Now, I was told I was going to be speaking to a social media-based comedian today. However, I didn't know at that point that my guest would be Mahanid El Hatab. Anyone who has seen any of his sketches will know this man is the real deal. He's a great comedy writer. He's a great observer of people and of Arab culture and of human nature. And he's a wonderful comedy performer, And if you're not like most people and don't know him yet, you are going to love him. He's coming up in just a little while. Well done to the Egyptian superstar footballer Mohamed Salah. Uh, He, a few days ago, won the Premier League Golden Boot and the Playmaker Award after an amazing season culminating in 23 goals and 13 assists. Speaking of footballers, and it's been a game of two halves for the footballing legend Ronaldinho. Arriving in Cairo just a few days ago, he was celebrated on social media. But this didn't last after accusations of him being pro Israel surfaced. As it happens, Ronaldinho is used to disappointing people, usually those he meets off Tinder, who think they're meeting Cristiano Ronaldo. And finally, if you're looking for a change of career, the Egyptian Space Agency is looking for engineering and media grads for their next mission. With a sea of Egyptian qualified engineers with Great experience in space rockets. That won't be too difficult. But finding the right person to Instagram about it in space will be quite the task. Those captions can be tricky. On the podcast today is somebody who has been taking social media through his hilarious videos that people absolutely love. He's a comedy performer and a writer, and he's become famous all over the Middle East. Mohammed Al-Hattab, welcome to the
1: podcast. Wow, that was the loveliest introduction I've ever gotten. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Well, it's deserved. And uh, your content is in Arabic, so I wasn't uh, familiar with it until um, I was talking to my friend, and I mentioned your name, and oh my goodness, it was like, oh my god, he's so good! And then was listing all the different uh, clips, your different characters, about working with your dogs, your sisters. Then he was showing me your family photographs. Uh, basically, have your whole life story. Um, Amazing. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing it, and when did you realize that you'd become a thing?
1: Well, I started doing it. I don't know if you remember Vine. Yeah. It was short, an application. Yeah, six second videos. That was two thousand thirteen, I think. So excited to be able to make an entire sketch in six seconds. Like that idea was so riveting, you know. And so I started on Vine back in two thousand thirteen, and then uh, switched to Instagram because that where uh, that's where the Middle East is. And um, yeah, I, I've been working nonstop since then, since two thousand
0: thirteen. And. Very quickly, did you start to make a living out of it?
1: I was in London. I was doing my master's. And then I had a lot of free time because it was like a lot of, oh, yeah, yeah I remember. It was right after my thesis and before my graduation. So I just had a lot of free time. And I started doing videos. And I think oh, yeah, when I came back, I told my parents, listen, I've been studying all my life. I'm taking a break, so I stayed with them for a year and just worked on my videos.
0: Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, how would you describe the the comedy sketches that you do?
1: Relatable, but completely unrealistic. First of all, it's sketches. I always appear as characters. It just helps me because uh, I definitely get shy at times. So, like hiding behind the character is so much easier. And yeah, like I would say the the storylines of the sketches are are exaggerated, you know, like kind of like, like I, I love The Office. I love Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, two of my favorite shows. And it's just like I love ridiculousness.
0: I've noticed you do a lot of drag, British style drag. Yeah. There is a very long, very long tradition in Britain, as you'll know, in pantomime yeah. and in performance and in comedy of men doing women. It's not quite as common in these parts, I guess, um, how did it go down?
1: You know, it is it is definitely not as common in the Middle East. But when I was growing up, there were brilliant Egyptian actors, I would say. Also, there was a very famous Lebanese drag queen. Uh, he's still around. He's abs- an absolute legend. So I grew up watching him and he's absolutely hilarious. And then there was, uh, there's uh, Mohammed um, Hanedi, who's an Egyptian actor. And I grew up watching his movies and he was almost always in full drag like makeup everything but it was it felt like when i first started doing it it felt like only the big ones are allowed to do it you know like only the celebrities are, are allowed to do it so when i did it i was called names and stuff and um, I, I still had i still had a lot of supporters but till this day you'll find people that uh, are against it and i couldn't care less about them
0: they just want to put a nice wig on and a little bit of lippy
1: <laughs> for me i've always loved the art of a man impersonating a woman and vice versa. I just love anything that's so different from what you were, like playing a character that's so different from what you actually are. I've always been attracted to that.
0: Did you find that those kind of characters became very popular and were the ones that people are saying you must do more of?
1: Yeah, I definitely have some characters that. I mean, I love it when people stop me and they're like, oh, we love that. Like, they speak of these characters as if they're actual people. I remember, like, so one of Samuha? my most... Pop- yeah, so I was just about to talk about her. She's yeah. one of the most popular characters I have. It's a Snapchat filter, so if they take it away, I'm screwed. Um, I did a, I did a, a video for Samiha, and there was, like, no script at all. There was no dialogue. It was Samoha in Italy, and it was just, like, a, a montage of... of Uh, just her in Italy, like eating pasta, shopping and stuff. And I remember like in the comments, a lot of people are saying, how are you going to convince me that she's not a a real person? So I feel, yeah, definitely some characters... Even though I feel like Samira, it's so hard to relate to because she is everything that you don't want to be. You know, like she
0: is. Well, does it give you license yeah. to be more mean and more daring because you're pretending to be somebody that everyone knows is awful? That means that you can push it just that little bit
1: further. Absolutely. I I also want to be a part of the people that push the envelope in the in the Middle East. You know, so I try to be uh, uh, use some some subliminal profanity you know like if you didn't know it was dirty then, then if you didn't know already then you wouldn't understand it when people
0: call you a comedian have you found it hard people are like go on then tell me a joke kind of stuff which a lot of comedians get and you just tell them to go somewhere else
1: i don't have the courage to tell them to go somewhere else but i definitely your characters would. Enjoy- <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when they stop me in the street, I'm myself, I'm wigless. <laughs> I don't have my I know I have my, wigless. I don't have my wig armor. And so <laughs> when they stop me and they're like, make me laugh, say something. And not only that, you they shove a phone uh, uh you know like in your face, but I I've learned like say some of the catchphrases that they like. So I just say that and then like I move on.
0: When did you realize that people really loved what you do? And what do your family think about
1: what you've achieved so far? Uh, My family are so, 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 so proud. They've always been supportive. I remember years ago, there has been times where my dad was like, maybe do some more boy characters. It's not because he cares. It's because, you know, his... Guy friends or whatever with 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 say a little comment here and there. Yeah. But my dad has been always always supportive, and if it wasn't for like other people, I would have never heard anything from him. But talking about the present, both of the both my parents, my sisters are so supportive. My sister shows up in my videos a lot. Yeah. So hey yeah,
0: and your dog as well. Have you
1: got dog or dogs? Yeah, we have. Fa- they're with the family in Abu Dhabi, I barely can raise myself, take care of myself. So maybe one day <laughs> I'll get my own dog. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I- <laughs> I do utilize my family a lot, even, even the dogs.
0: Is the sense of humor across the Middle East the same in all the areas? In Dubai, do people laugh in the same way, at the same things as they might do in Lebanon? I worked in have worked in Egypt for the past uh, nine, ten years, and I think... Egyptian people have one of the most wonderful senses of humor and are very generous with it. Is it all the same across the Middle East? Are uh, Arab cultures uh, the same when it comes to comedy?
1: Uh, tough one. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but I think maybe the the joke itself definitely can differ from, from area to area. You know, like there's, for example, Lebanese comics. Maybe the sense of humor we have is the same, but the jokes are different, if you know what I mean. Like they could be joking about... Politics and things that only like like Lebanese people would go through. So in that sense, definitely it differs for sure. Um, but I relate mostly to um, definitely Syrian humor because I've seen that in my aunts and my my mom or when I go to Syria. There's a there's a Syrian comic. Her name is Dima um, Masuli and Amr Mascoon. So when I see their stuff, I get it. You know, Um, but I also really relate to Egyptian comedy a lot because I grew up watching it. I think it it maybe sense of humor is similar, but the jokes differ. Does that make sense?
0: Uh, Totally. Do you think it's become (laughs) slightly more refined um, over the years? I mean, there are certain tropes in Egyptian cinema. uh, People like uh, Mohammed Henedi and El Limbi as well, uh, Mohammed Saad, uh, and these are almost like Leslie Nielsen. Um, who, you know, those kind of characters who play the same, do the same in every movie, people are expecting them to be a certain sort of character, that kind of person. Do you think um, comedy's kind of become a slightly more refined and less broad and uh, and people have become a little bit more sophisticated?
1: Uh, yes, I do. I sure hope so. The Middle East, well, social media helped a lot, like opening minds of people, seeing, it allowed me as a Middle Eastern to be as well more open with my content because i've always been like that off of camera i think a lot of refinement in our content has to do with being open-minded and being accepted accepting of different mentalities and different cultures growing up there was only one way of doing things you know and now with social media people seeing what western like it's so accessible to them uh what Amer- americans are doing what Brits are doing so i feel like that Cre- help definitely with uh, the refinement for sure
0: so you're putting all this content uh, on the different uh, social media networks like instagram and they can be cesspools of hate uh, i don't know if you've noticed this uh, on social media uh, some people are just there um to try and find fault with people and if you're providing comedy it can be a little bit of a minefield as i'm sure uh, you well know do you try and not get canceled or not get into trouble, or do you just not give a toss?
1: As I try. I definitely try. Like I would love to be even more and more open with my content, but I do make a conscious effort not to. I financially depend on it as well. I try to push it as much as possible, but there's definitely an effort of keeping it a little bit appropriate for the for the for the Middle East. Like I did a video pretty recently where it was like this nail tech like it was, it was in a nail salon and the guy is hitting on her and she's reciprocating, like she's enjoying it. And it's a ridiculous video. It's not inspired by anything I saw in reality. It's not inspired by what I think of how women act, you know, and I, I got those. Um, extreme. I'm not saying feminists, extreme feminists attack me and say, this is encouraging uh, sexual harassment. And I don't know what, which I just, Found ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I didn't delete the video. Um, Good. and the majority of people like defended me and everything, but did it sting a little bit? Yes. I need to stop like caring completely, but
0: that that's hard because yeah. then you start thinking over and thinking it over again.
1: I remember when I posted that video, I was like, for me it's okay. I know for the majority it's okay. I, I had a feeling that some people might see it from that angle i still posted it anyway because i know deep down in my heart that that's not my intention um and yeah like just so many movements as beneficial as they are and i'm so happy that they happen you'll find those people that just take it to the extremes and that is just absolutely one of my pet peeves it drives me nuts
0: and it's often it's easier said than done the best way is not to bite isn't it because once you bite and start trying to say, explain a joke to people. Then uh, I spent about two or three days uh, trying to explain uh, a joke that I did, which wasn't about BTS, but they were in, you know, the, the band, the boy band. Uh, they performed uh-huh. at the UN and had a joke about Boutros, Boutros, Ghaly wouldn't would have would have had Ahmed Diab, and I spent three days with uh, BTS fans all over the world saying that I I was um, racist against the Korean pop band. Why didn't I take them seriously? Oh, oh no! My mum had cancer, and BTS helped me through it. Three days of this, and I was like, <laughs> "And I thought, BTS why am I trying cat. to explain?" Be- yes, yeah. I'm like, "Why am I trying to explain a joke to 13 year olds?" Because so I gave up. It. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, one of the things that um, uh, the people that I've spoken to about you said to me because a-, a few of uh, my friends know you personally. And have said how much of a beautiful human being you are, uh, not just uh, a funny person, but a really, really uh, nice guy, which is a a lovely uh, thing to hear. Oh,
1: thank you so much. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> Do you know what? It's been really, really lovely to talk to you. I know you're about to go off to the United States. Is that a work appointment or is that for uh, funds?
1: Absolutely not. Two of my best friends live there, and so I'm so excited to go see them. I know that I will be doing a semi ha video from in front of the White House reporting live because I will be do- going to wow. DC. <laughs> so that is one of the sketches that I already have in mind.
0: Wow, that's
1: fantastic. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. We've got something to look forward to already. Yeah. Thank you so <laughs> much, Hanad El Hatab, uh, the Thank wonderful you, comedy performer. And uh, if you haven't seen, and you speak Arabic and you haven't seen any of Mohamed's sketches uh, get on there because they are absolutely wonderful. Even if you don't speak Arabic, it's still Thank funny.
1: You. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mahaned, for being on the podcast today. What a lovely way to end the week. And it's our first ever comedy performer and uh, comedian, uh, which has been absolutely lovely to do at the end of this crazy week. Now. If you're in Egypt and you're going to Guna for the Sandbox Dance Festival, have a lovely time. And uh, please do clear the area uh, if you are a little bit worse for wear by the time I get there on Saturday afternoon. For the final week of the squash tournament there, uh, I'll be speaking to some of the people involved in that, including the competitors, the people organizing it. And lots more besides, I get a week in Guna, which is beautiful. Have a lovely weekend, however you spend it. And thank you for being here with me today and this week on Behind the Scoop.